Hi, welcome to my podcast for Property Beginners. I'm your host, Lenka, and in this talk show, I'll be taking you through some fascinating journeys, which hopefully will help you to achieve your property goals. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of How Did You Show? Today, my guest is our wonderful Daniel Daffield from Ecove Property, which is going to share with us today how did he got his first deal packaging uh, deal, but I'm going to leave it to um, Daniel to introduce himself and tell us a bit more about him. Hi, Daniel, and welcome to the show. Hi, Lenka. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much for coming. Can you tell us a little bit more about who is Danielle and uh, a bit more about your company for those who don't know you? Yeah, of course. So um, my background is actually architectural. Um, so, I mean, I started in practice when I was of work experience when I was 16. So I've, I've, I'm now 30. So I've been in the industry a long time, um, on and off kind of uh, in practice, doing my master's and various other courses. Um, so yeah, so I kind of specialised in, in, well, I've been involved in property and specialised in property for a long time, um, just kind of the other side, the other side in, in the architectural department. So working on kind of all, to, all sorts of, from small residential projects to large ones, really. So like extensions, loft conversions, uh, flip projects, all the way to um, footballers' houses, uh, to master planning projects for some of, wow. some of the big house builders like Miller Homes, Bellway Homes, doing like 200 house schemes um like urban design type stuff so it's, it's quite a range um and i've kind of been work well when in the past i've worked with developers quite a lot um kind of taking their initial brief and turning it into a project um so yeah so that's kind of my my background and um how i got into property was pretty much so i did my i did my first buy to let uh which was a four bed hmo it was a couple of years ago now <clears throat> And it was, it was interesting because I, designing, designing and uh, seeing that project realized myself and having that ultimate creativity is what kind of spurred me on to continue with property really. Because in an, in an office environment, you, you do have some creativity, but it's the client, you know, it's the client's choice and it's, uh, it's the client's um, brief that you have to meet. Mm. Whereas with this, I got to design it myself I got to see it on site, help, you know, contribute to project management and organization of the construction process, which I never normally got to do that much in practice. And it really allowed me to be able to see that finished product, you know, within, you know, two, three months of the, of the, the renovation. And I just absolutely fell in love with it. And that's kind of started me on my journey to, to continue doing that. Um, so so that, that's how kind of, so I started doing it for other people. Um, like investors mm -hmm. and that's kind of how Cove started so me and me and Jez Wood we um, joined forces about six months ago now um, and yeah and then th that's how kind of Cove started um, so Cove is, is pretty much um, it's like a, a hands-free property and development solution service essentially mm -hmm. so um, we we design build develop high quality housing uh, to, we try to impact on people's lives. So um, it's just about like educating people as well. That's why we're, just, we're, we're so big on the prop with the property meet, Cove Property Meet and Cove Properties. We're always doing videos and stuff like that because we want to educate people on the property business, you know, and show how um, it can be profitable but also sustainable and environmentally friendly as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what we want to do. We kind of want to disrupt disrupt the, the, the property industry and, and be a bit different. That's Love the kind that. of plan. Um, but yeah, but yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. That. Really. And why property then? So I understand that you said that you, have, you had experienced already, like you've been working with a property, but is that, did you... Um, um, are you seeking, you know, the, the, the freedom a property can give you or why did you decide that you want to go like full time in properties? Um, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely the freedom, but also I love designing. I mean, I, I, I love um, <clears throat> being creative. Um, so like, for, for example, our recent, um, our recent project we've sourced and project managed for investor with chopped and changed and turned the two bed into a three bed and created, come up with a creative solution to add significant value on top of already the profit. And it's like that kind of thing of just being able to uh, design freely to what, what I think's best. It's almost like a product. It's like I'm designing a product and then showcasing that product to someone and someone going, yeah, I love it. Let's do it. Rather than, in practice, you, you're quite prohibited, in architecture practice, you're quite prohibited to what you can do. Uh, and, and, and again, it's that kind of having those, having that experience in the other stages and then enabling that to be able to build our own portfolio eventually and to be able to, um, you know, be financially free essentially is, 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 is a fundamental goal as well. Fantastic. Yeah, because um, like uh, for the beginners out there, uh, deal packaging is a fantastic way of getting into a property and it's a fantastic way of getting some money in and getting some, um, mm. yeah, some deals through and experience. However, if you, if you wish to scale, um, every single deal packager eventually wants to start keeping the properties. Um, so yeah, I completely understand, but it's a fantastic way of getting into the property when you're starting with zero or very little money uh, mm. as a deal packager. So that's why I think that your story will be very, very inspirational for those for the beginners out there. So shall we start with the main question of the podcast is that how did you get your first package deal? Can you share so with us? The first pa- pa- package deal for, for me was, it was, I was quite lucky in a sense that, but I, well, in the sense that I had developer friends and, uh, well, business owners that, they're in their in their nine to five they were considerably busy he was one business owner who was just working 70 hours a week and he wanted to get into property and wanted to wanted that kind of hands-free service so i kind of as a friend took that on um and that allowed again this is why deal packaging can be very very um beneficial because it allowed it allowed me to gain a window into that kind of world of how not just um not just how, how renovations work but the whole process of the construction the planning the procedures and there's so much to learn um i mean on the first project there was definitely think definitely mistakes that i made um look luckily it was a friend so it wasn't so bad but um it kind of iterates the fact so for example there was i didn't anticipate uh how how much of a job what stripping wallpaper was i know that sounds stupid but like th- this property had about seven layers of wallpaper. Oh wow! Seriously, wow! Yeah, it was ridiculous. Honestly, it was like so thick. And we were, and oh. at the time, I just thought, oh, that'll be fine. I'll kind of budget in X amount of time. That shouldn't be too bad. Turns out, it was like quadruple the time that I thought it would have been. Wow. Um, and then obviously, it took away pl- uh, significant amounts of plaster work, and I accounted for that in the budget. So th- there was definite learnings upon that. And I think moving forward, like after, after that, I kind of learned a lot from that. And I kind of, mm. 
put pen to paper and said, how, you know, how can this process be better? And I think having a, having a crib sheet and a checklist and understanding the cost and time implications of everything. So going, one, it's, it's building your team. So like I said, that developer um, or business owner allowed, you know, that connection, that relationship allowed me to then get my first project. So first it would be, you know, tell people what you do, reach out and, and connect with people. I mean, so me and Jez actually met because Jez posted in a property group saying, I'm looking to invest in the Northeast and I need some advice. And I said, oh, I'll come meet you and we'll have a pint and we'll chat. And it, I, was, I was literally just wanting to give advice. So I just told him where my kind of gold mine areas were, like Fantastic. just told him like what, everything that I knew just to give value. And then we kept in contact and then he said, oh, can you find me my first investment property? So that's how it started. He was going to be a client. And then we built relationships. We understood each other's strengths. And then that's how Cove started. So again, it's just that kind of I thing of power to, yeah, it's madness. It's absolute madness. I love but, um, that. It's just, power, it's just, it's just understanding, you, you know, that the, that how important the network, networking is and, and, mm. and telling people what you do. I mean, I was scared to even post things on my own Facebook about property, but now I'm doing, I'm annoying everyone now. I do it all the time, but. Um, you are so natural at it as well. Like I do watch your journey oh, and uh, you have uh, videos popping up from you on every property page of the group I'm part of. And you're on your personal Facebook, just call, like I see your face a lot. That's amazing. That's exactly what you want to do. Just to get yeah. people see your face and hear what you're doing and it's working you're doing really well i'm no. a massive advocate of personal brand and business brand i think it's so important mm. and i think if you if you document and you know i sometimes create as well because of my architectural background so because i think that's valuable to people but i think like if you if you're getting yourself out there and you're providing value it's like it's just like you know you help a friend out a friend that helps you and that's how things happen and that's how uh, that's how jez um, my business partner actually got into business with me because he'd seen the videos I'd done, he'd seen the content that I'd been creating and he knew that what I was about before he really even met me. Do you know what I mean? Well, properly got to know me. Um, which is, you know, and it just kind of iterates that fact that you should definitely be, you know, breaking those barriers and just getting, get, getting out there. Even if you don't know, it's weird because me, when, when me and Jez first started doing videos, Jez didn't feel like he could offer much to the table because he was like, oh, you've, you've got your architectural um, background, I don't offer much. But I was like, Jez, we have meetings every morning and you're like teaching me stuff like every morning. Like, you like, have lots of knowledge. You just need to get out. And he's like, it, it doesn't feel like it's valuable to him. And I'm like, you're like literally gold. Like just get, get yourself out there, man. It's so okay. true. I know exactly. I, think, yeah. I have the same issues that Jess. I have the same issues. Like sometimes I go like, I have no much to offer. And then when I'm picking yeah. to people, I'm like, I have more knowledge than I think, <laughs> than I thought. Yeah, people do. And, and, it's, and it's that thing. As soon as you learn something, like we're going to do a video next week based on, uh, we, we, had, we had a property that had significant damp issues. Ooh. And there's so many things that we learned. Like we literally shaved. We thought that, we won't get into it too much, but we thought that um, pointing, which is the cement in between the bricks, it was, it was, uh, the wart was getting through there, but it was actually getting through in, in a different area. And we saved 2000 pounds from pointing by having a specialist tell us what we needed to do. And it's that, it's that kind of thing, you know, and that, that would, that could, you know, might, someone might have a similar sort of problem and that video could then save them thousands. And it's just like so valuable, you know? Well done. Um, well yeah. Done. So my advice would be to like, and what I learned from my first project was to, understand your power team so builder 
electrician, plumber, you need to be speaking to me. You need to get a crib sheet. Now, I wish someone told me this at the beginning of my deal packaging um, you know, journey. Get a crib sheet. When a crib sheet is basically like um, the, the services and the cost of every implication that could possibly happen on a project, right? So, so when, you, when you're pricing up a job, you've got to be, when, when you're pricing up a project to then say, okay, we've, we've found this deal for an investor. Uh, it's X amount refurb. Uh, these are the pictures. These are the, you know, these are the background information. If you get that refurb cost wrong, the client could hold you to that price. So for example, if you say it's 10,000 pounds and it goes over, the client's going to go, well, what? You said it was 10,000 pounds. And I think a lot of deal packages just go, oh, it's about this, it's about that, it's about this. And that's not how you should be doing it because you can, it can bite you, bite you in the butt later on. Um, so I would say speak to your power team and, and go through with them, you know, build that relationship. Even by doing this process builds a relationship. And just say, sure. we're gonna, we want to use you for every job that we're, we're going to do moving forward. Um, how much does this cost? How much does that cost? And just get a list of everything that could possibly happen, you know, renovation wise possibly happen. Same with the electrician, same with the plumber on a project. And then when you do your numbers, you then, you know, accurately, that's how much the, the, the final cost will be. Amazing. Um, also, uh, so just like just to add for the beginners out there, uh, I'd say also um, when you for, because for, for those who don't really know what the, uh, what power team means, uh, you mm -hmm. know, as you said, get the, get the numbers right from your electrician, from your builders, from your plasterers, etc. Yes. It's also with uh, people like lawyers, someone who is responsible for the for mm. the legal works, etc. So for those who don't really know what power team means, power team is everybody you need in order to to purchase and complete the project fully. So anybody yeah. in regards to legal work or building work, that's your power team. And uh, just to add as well, like I think we're also trying to say it's better to have be more the 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 the, the, the bad uh, sorry the the pricing a bit higher, but then in the end save money, then pricing yes. a bit lower and then yeah. go over. So yeah, we so, always put we always put a fifteen percent contingency on fifteen. Well. 15 so, that's, yeah, yeah, in case because you just you do you never know um, things can crop up. Exactly. And that's definitely a good point. Uh, but yeah, I think always be open and transparent. You know, like um, well, my first project, the biggest learning was, you know, with this plaster. And also I didn't, I didn't counter in boxing out the boiler, like creating a cupboard for the boiler. Right. And it's only small things, but, you know, these are, these are additional costs that mm. were accounted for. So I, I, luckily it was a fr my friend. So I could, I, you know, I went straight to him and said, look, the, these are the additional costs and it was fine. And I'm glad I did that at the beginning. Now, if I tried to cover that up and it got to a late stage where he found out and he, and he, and he found that I wasn't being transparent and honest and ethical, yeah. then you could lose that client. And I think that repeat business is the best business you'll ever get. You know, you just need one good client and, mm. you know, that could be your bread and butter. So Once you definitely, prove, yeah. Once you prove that you're good, no, and you, do, you are honest, yeah. And you can make him money. And you know, I also find as well talking to lots of people is that if you make mistakes, or as you said, especially when it's your first one or something, and you do a wrong calculations or something, more you more honest you are with your investor, and more you keep him in the loop bigger mm -hmm. trust he actually builds instead of if you're trying to hide it because oh, i'll just find a way around it i just want to deliver him the good news mm -hmm. as much as it sounds nicer that oh i just want to give my investor good news actually if you're showing if you're keeping him in the loop and if you're showing what mistakes you've done and then how you how you overcome them that's actually mm -hmm. can be a bigger value for the investor than if you just say oh this is our first project and 
everything just went fine. Do you see what I mean? Like investor wants to see as well that when mistakes comes, how do you deal with it? Because that's yes. very important because the mistakes will come, you know, you're eventually going to grow. If you're starting with something small, eventually you're going to be doing, let's say, big, massive commercial conversions or something, things going to go wrong always. Yeah. And no matter yeah. what. So for investors, it's also important to see how the person who is, a who is looking after their money, how you deal with the situation when things go wrong. So yeah, it's really important to keep them in the loop. Yeah. Absolutely. And, we, and we've, we've had that before where we, we, there's been additional costs that we haven't you know, seen and we've won them round, you know, um, and, and that's the kind of thing. It's that honesty and, and tra transparency, like you say. They, they really appreciate it and, it, and it and it builds that trust moving forward. And that's the foundations to a good business, I think. Amazing. So, so for the, um, for the beginners day, yeah, so uh, if the deal packaging, I know we should really say that in the beginning, but I will pop that in the episode uh, description. So deal packaging, uh, just in a very, very short way, uh, briefly, it's based in the simplest way. You're like a middleman. You've got an investor who's got the money to invest and you found the property. Uh, you basically source the property for the investor, uh, which is a source, uh, it's like a property sourcer. And then you can do it up, uh, do the reference and everything and do it uh, and sell it to uh, Investor as a package deal. Package so that's just deal, the yeah. most simple way to explain what deal packaging is. It's essentially, now, hands free service. So, like, for example, we most of our investors are from London and they don't have time to, you know, do a project themselves, especially in the Northeast where they don't know which, where we're based. Yeah, so exactly. So, so it's just a hands free service from sourcing the pro property, project managing it. And um, you know, bringing it to a, let, a letting agent to to be let, and and then helping them with all the process. I mean, we even help with the re refinance side. You know, any advice they needed for a beginner oh, or anything like that. So we help that kind of full circle. Um, and it's that um, we don't we don't work on necessarily mailing lists. It's kind of like one to one mm -hmm. personal kind of relationships because we feel it's a bit better. And we're only a small company, so it, we enable us to do that. Um, but that's, yeah, essentially what it is, is just that kind of hands-free service for people that are uh, time poor, essentially. And that's why we said that it's a fantastic way of getting into a property, especially if you have a zero or very little of your own money, because you're the uh, middleman, basically, to start with. So you're just mm -hmm. making your life for investor much easier, and you make the money doubling <laughs> hopefully <laughs> amazing right so okay so now you um you source the property you are, are doing your refurbs etc so what is what was your first uh deal you said was that a small uh, was that a buy to let you it said just a buy to let yeah it was a small it was just a yeah. small buy to let in in newcastle uh-huh uh, it didn't have it wasn't a massive project but um yeah. it still it, it still provided them a lot of learnings uh, and What's i didn't want to start off above what I could handle, so um, no, 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 yeah, no, no, that's, that's amazing. Quite, quite that's amazing. So, uh, what, um, what, what would you say that the um, uh, the deal packages um, have to do uh, next? So, you you source the property, you find the investor, you have the you have the property. Is there any um, like the legal works as well, or do you need to be compliant or anything like that? Because obviously, I what I know from you is that you and your business partner you're doing uh, different things in the business. So. Yes. Yeah, so you have a very, which is absolutely fantastic. But um, just for the beginners out there, what sort of compliance do you need as a... Um, as a uh, yeah, so, so we, we kind of split the roles up between us. I mean, uh, Jez is more finance and admin side, uh, and I'm also like project planning, and mm -hmm. I'm more construction, um, planning, um, as in uh, planning and building control, and um, the, the design element as well, because sometimes we chop and change the layout, but... In terms of compliance, like company compliance, there's a few things you need. 
Um, Anti-money anti laundering is one from H HMRC. Mm -hmm. um, professional indemnity and professional liability insurance. Um, you need to be a member of the pro either the property redress scheme or the TPO. Can't remember what the TPO stands for. Uh, the property ombudsman. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Property ombudsman. And then you need an ICO number, um, which is data protection yeah, as well. Absolutely. Um, All this in total. So these these are just the minimum uh, requirements we need. Uh, yes. If you look into it, you know, if you look into that deeper, if you want to be uh, like as a as a deal packager, like a serious deal packager, there's actually a bit more into it. But that, these are the basics which you really need if you want to start. And yes. uh, I know that the fees went up um, like last year, roughly um, just over a year ago, I think. And it's like around thirteen hundred pounds to become a co fully compliant a deal source, a deal, deal packager. So for those out there, like I know that we were saying that starting with zero or little money, but this is this sort of investment you do need to get in order to be safe if you want to do it. However, um, that can be paid within the first deal you do. So yeah. deal packaging can, you know, that, that can pay you, pay you back this investment after the first deal and then you can continue. Yeah. Right. So awesome. What are your um, what are your other tips? Would you recommend to the beginners out there? Um, what what sort of things you learn from yeah. the project? Definitely. Um, yeah, I would say I've got a few little pointers. So I would say don't be shy. Uh, I think I've reiterated that before, but definitely reach out to people and build relationships. So start just start posting. Just start posting on Facebook. Start getting yourself out there. I mean, if you if you're liking what some like if you if you're seeing my videos, give me an ad. You know, like just add people, speak to people. Just start building connections. If you see someone posting in a group that you know that they're in your area and they need, you know, they're looking for advice or, or they just want to meet for a chat, definitely to send them a message. Um, it's revolutionised what's happened with me um, personally. Um, and second, I think another tip would be to treat treat it like a business. Don't treat it like a site. If this is what you want to do, I mean, yes, if people. I mean, I've, I've still been do, done this um, business through through working full time. But you definitely still have to treat it as a business. It's not, you know, like a a side, like a little side hustle that where you can't spend much time on it. You need to spend the time and, and the effort on it. So one thing that we do is that we did from the beginning, which is actually an interesting thing, because I was Jez was like, we need to go through our business values. And we need to spend like four hours going through what our core values are. Actually, it was longer. It was like six hours. And I was just like, this is a waste of time. We need to be, you know, because we, we, we didn't we only had a finite amount of time every week with working full time. And I was like, we need to be doing like income generating tasks. We need to be getting deals. We need to be doing this. And he's like, this is important. We need, you know, and at the time I didn't really think it was. And now I'm like, man, this, that was so fundamental. Like understanding what your core values are and like just knowing your, your like how, how your company works and what your company's about. It's just so important. And that you have the same um, vision. Because if you don't have a vision, you yeah. don't know where to like go, basically. So if you don't have the destination, how do you know how to get there? So it's amazing. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. Really good point. Um, and also brand. Start building your brand. I think, I th you know, I mean, as you can tell, I just think brand is massive. Um, I mean, I've been watching a lot of Gary Vee recently and, and like, just what I mean, if anyone's interested in, in, in brand, I would definitely say start watching some of his videos because he's just insanely uh, intelligent and, and clever. Mm. Um, and he, he just documents everything. And, and that's what you should be doing. It's, it's, it, personal brand is, is, is more important than sales, you know, uh, and it shouldn't be underestimated, definitely.
Nice. So I would say, yeah, start documenting, start creating content um, where you can. Um, so like, for example, like, and with brand and stuff, it's like understanding, how, you know, how, how do we get investors? So we, we have demographics of, of the type of investors that we're looking for. And it's like, how do we target those? So we figure out what, what our core values are, what our content is, and generate it around those kind of demographics, which allows us to target people in a less salesy way. But it's, you know, with brand, it's, it's so much more authentic um, and it builds those relationships better. Um, and then my last point would be systems and processes. I mean, I kind of briefly talked about that. So, you know, get a CRM for the for people who don't know what CRM is, a customer relations manager, get something that, get something that kind of, even if it's just Excel for the, for the beginning of a data sheet where you can input your data so you know what's going on, you're organized, you, you've got stuff to fall back on. I mean, for us with properties, we have a list of, of properties that we follow up on. So for example, the vendor might say, oh, well, there's a mortgage on this property. Let's say it's, it's listed for 60,000. And we say, we would offer, you know, say, we ring them up and gauge their, you know, what, what, what's the reason for selling? Well, there's 50,000, well, there's 58,000 pounds on the mortgage. They're not gonna accept, maybe accept less, considerably less. Whereas if they're motivated to sell, they might be willing to accept less. If they, if they aren't willing to accept less, then we'll, we'll, we'll flag it up for later. And that follow-up, that procedure, it's all about the processes, you know, in terms of that. So I would say definitely CRM, deal-finding process to find deals. Um, so just, um, but just for the beginners out there, just to add, when you were talking about the CRM system, this yes. was called pipelines for the beginners out yes. there. So pipelines are so important. As you said, in, a, in your CRM system, you can have information like your in, information about your investors, about your clients, and about the properties, as you said. So you can have a different categories, and you can have, a pro, uh, let's say, uh, pro, uh, uh, properties from uh, estate agents, like, uh, let's say, a right move, where there's a rule, isn't it? Like, they have uh, estate agencies, they... Uh, um, their contract with uh, um, any landlord is three months. If you don't sell three the property, months, yeah. yeah, they can they can renew it, but it's the three months. So if you know that, as you said, you found this property and it's let's say sixty thousand pounds, which that's probably just up north where you are down here, sixty thousand pounds <laughs> maybe for half of room. <laughs> so we are in a very different part of UK, but yeah, let's go with hundred thousand. So just as a yeah. so so the property costs hundred thousand now. If you make an offer for eighty thousand and the landlord say no, you put your you put that property that link into your pipeline in your I mean in your CRM system, your and you set it up let's say in the three months time. In three months time, you got this little pop up that right this property yes. try again. You go back again if it's still there. This this is what it may, this is gives you the sign that the, the the seller might be motivated. So yeah, it's just important for those for those yes. beginners out there. And, and you'll be surprised about um, how many deals you can. Actually actually get from the follow-up you know it's it's quite surprising and, and it's it's quite a nice surprise i suppose in the future but some, you know, sometimes this takes three five months you know so if you don't have those systems in place then you're going to miss out on those types of deals uh, I'm, I'm not saying you definitely need a crm big for beginners maybe just a spreadsheet is good enough for a beginner but it's definitely good to start thinking like that start thinking for the, for the, you know, for, for growth and to be a business, you know, start thinking at the end in mind. Um, and then the other, the other thing I would say is investor acquisition. So finding investors and that kind of, I kind of iterated that before about understanding the demographics. So I want to talk about Gary V again, cause he's got a really good example. So he, when he first started, he did a, a wine show, which was like a wine, 
uh, like talking about reviewing wines mm-hmm. um, and his dad had a wine set like selling like sold wine bottles as a business and he uh, reviewed them on YouTube and built his kind of content on that for, for that demographic wow. it's a really clever way of doing it but he he at the time everyone just thought he was being wacky but he had like uh, he interviewed people from the Knicks um, in America in America he uh, interviewed like exotic florists and like people involved in root beer and all sorts of weird really weird companies and in his interview he said all that was targeted that was like i understood my demographic of who i who you know who drank wine i did it like i narrowed it down to these types of demographics from data and i knew that some of these people would be interested in these things so i brought them on the show so that then their viewers watched my show and then bought wine and it's just like that's that kind of thing of really delving into those type of you know who are they where 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 did they come from yeah yeah um and i think that's a really good thing and so we use we use um facebook lead generation so um facebook ads we use um a, a, a variety of different techniques to you know as well as content to try and um get our investors so it's good to think about that as well as as a process um as well yeah and 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 again just i've I've put understand the construction and project management process uh and again when when you talked about power team and getting those people in place when you're talking about what the cost implications are for each thing maybe talk them through what you know what's what's first and second fix what you know what's the process uh involved in in a in a refurb what happens from start to finish don't be shy um ask them and write it all down and di- you know digest it and really get to get get to an understanding of it amazing fantastic wow you are full of uh, great tips for the beginners out there yeah. <laughs> definitely so um daniel do you have any um books for example you would recommend to read or listen to for the beginners like anything yeah. property or mindset related because also this obviously mindset is really important in the property yes yeah, i've got two i've got two so First one is Rob Dick's How to Be a Landlord. Now that's not motivational, but it's it's. I read that two years ago, and it really helped me. I'll Just in terms of like, yeah, it's in terms of like, you know, what does it mean to be a landlord? What do you need to do to be a landlord? Um, talks about buy to lets, HMOs, all the different types of strategies, but it it mainly talks about your first project, your first buy to let, the process from start to finish, in terms of and in terms of letting as well, which I didn't know about the letting side, if, if I was honest, when I first started out. So it, be, it was good to really understand the whole process, how it works in really simple terms. So I really, really um, uh, advise that as a book. I the need, second one would I be... Um, sorry, I, I need to get this book because I, I'm going to rent to Asia Mose now. So... Oh, right. Yeah, no, it's really good for that. It'll be That's really good for be my new read. Yeah. Thank you for the advice. Yeah, what's your second no, one? No, it's good. Um, <laughs> And the second one, this is more mindset. This it, it's it's quite a common book, but um, it's called Power of Now. I don't know if Power you've heard of now. it. Power of Now, yes, yes, Power yes. Of now. So that for me, that really helped me because I'm quite a, I'm I'm naturally a worrier. I I do worry about stuff, and it's kind of like the the premise of the book is be in the now. So we 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 usually base. Um, in our minds, we sometimes base experiences on the past and the, and the and the future. So we think about things that haven't happened yet. So, uh, you know, an altercation with a friend, you think, well, if they say this, I'm going to say this, or they might say this to me. You're thinking about something that hasn't happened. You're wasting time on something that yeah. hasn't happened. Yeah. And it, it evokes 
thinking about that situation mm. then evokes emotion, which then evokes that kind of anxiety, which makes you feel negative. So one, it's like, it's really helpful not to, to try and be in the now, enjoy the moment and not think about those things. I know it's easier said than done, but he gives you processes in, in able to deal with that. Yeah. And then secondly, not to, not to dwell on the past as well. Um, so like thinking about past experiences and letting that evoke emotion, which then that gives you in a negative mindset. And I suppose all that time that you're thinking of these things, you know, thinking of things that haven't happened, thinking of things that have already happened, you're wasting time and productivity. And you're also evoking um, negative feelings. So it's all about that kind of positive mindset, making good use of your time. And, and it's, it's a really, really, really good book. I love that when you said about your past and then, you know, like your, what you want to achieve. So there's another day I saw, you know, when you have those little Facebook um, jokes or like a little um, picture, picture motivational uh, little post. Yeah. And there was a picture of a person uh, with himself, but like tied up that like on the floor, curled up in the floor and chained to your leg. The, the, so there was two of you basically, one standing up and one curled up on the floor and that they were chained to his. And it was basically showing that if you are attached to your past, you it's going to be much harder for you to get yeah. to desired future. And it's showing exactly. like the picture was the person trying to like get out, you know, to this to this future you're desiring, but your past is holding you back. And it's just showing Absolutely. not just basically let go, let go of your past to be, in order to become a person you want to be. Yeah. No, it's, 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 a, it's a good point. That's yeah. a good one. I love, I love that, I, that, that, that book. I need, to re- I need to listen to this book again. I listened to it like a long time ago, so I need to go back to that one. Great, great advice. Um, now, um, Daniel, I always ask every single guest on my show, for those who want to watch something, do you have anything to recommend to watch, either a documentary or your favorite movie? And again, either property or mindset related, anything what you watch and go like, right, that is a great one. <laughs> Um, I, I don't have a documentary per se, but I do, I, I, we talked about it briefly. There's a thing on YouTube, if you type in Gary V consultation, uh-huh. what he does is he has a round table and he documents everything he does, but he has a round table and it's usually like an hour long and it's just companies from all different areas presenting their problems and he, he will just give you 10 minutes per, per company and tell you what he would do. I mean, he's very successful in his multiple businesses and he will, and it's honestly like you would think that you would have to pay to watch that video because the value he gives some of the stuff that I've got from that, from those types, because there's there's about a hundred of them. Some of the videos, some of the content I've got from that has actually revolutionized code. So I would really suggest watching it. And there's, you know, it's, if you type in like Gary V round table or Gary V consultation, it'll come up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's honestly some of the advice on that is, is really fantastic, and it's that kind of problem-solving um, debate kind of you know chat between many many successful people, and it's really good to know. And, and it's it's more focused on brand, um, but but that relates to everything really. So I would definitely advise that. It's it's it's, it's really really useful. Great, great. That's that's amazing. I, I'm looking forward to that. I need to start watching this. Um, you know what's <laughs> really cool, Daniel, about your recommendation is that you, this is my episode number nine now, and uh, you're the first one who gave me something else to li- to watch or to li- read to. Uh, we had a lot of uh, similar books, which is not a bad thing because obviously no. the books have been recommended, especially if they recommended several times, that really means something, you know, like the beginners yes, out definitely. there. If those books are being, keep repeating, 
get them <laughs> because people yeah. are you know recommending them for reason but also that was quite refreshing you know having something new that, that's amazing so yeah I'm really really i'm looking forward to uh reading these books and like the how to be the landlord and then gary v around the tables and all that that's 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 amazing all right so uh do you have any other uh tips for the for those who are starting out for those who are thinking about um bill packaging or did we cover everything is there anything i you think we covered everything but i think just the, the first step is to just for me it was it took such a long time to do my first post or my first video, I was just so scared that what people think. And I think, you know, it, it, being in, being within the groups for so long, I mean, um, I've spoke at events now and stuff. And I think like, it's such a friendly environment. This is um, for the first time. That was a blue oak, a big one now on the event. You were talking yeah, yeah, a yeah. person. Yeah. On the event you were talking. Yeah. yeah. But that's that. I mean, I, I got to speak at an event based on my, my content essentially you know that was just from posting and adding value and you know like people sometimes think you know what, what do you would achieve anything from it? it's all time consuming and or negative again the negative thoughts of it's time consuming and people will judge me and it's not yeah. but you just you don't know what it unfolds you know it unfolds credibility and um, connections which then accelerates your business um again speaking events stuff like that reiterate that kind of fact and it's just just done see it as a barrier just just put even if it's just a bit of text and a picture just post something that you think is valuable and yeah. you'll see you'll see the responses and everyone's got such a you know warm responses to ev you know everyone's content and everyone's friendly everyone's you know it's it's weird because property is the only industry where everyone's kind of is kind of comp competitors but yet they don't we don't act like it we help each other we help each and that's other. what i like about property it's so um, it really is it feels it feels many times like a family the groups no we have a part yes. of, like on the facebook truly people tr you, you would think as well no it's a competition but people actually want to help each other they share content they share uh paper or anything like this it's just yeah it's just i do I, I literally everything that i spend hours and hours and hours and hours doing i'll post i've done that yeah you know, i posted checklists you know everything you know um sorry uh, no, yeah. no, that's, that's it. Yeah. And for those, for those, for those starting out, like you just had a good point. Even if it's just a picture with something you think that people might find valuable, or even if it's just a question, like I found another day, I posted on one of the groups which I haven't posted for a while, and the question was about envelopes. So it was a picture. Uh, what color of envelopes you people found most um, most responsive from direct to vendor letters? And let's mm -hmm. face it, the this sort of question could seem uh, silly. But there's no silly questions in the property world, uh, like 100%. And what I thought, like if I post something about like what color of envelope is good, like people can make make start thinking that I'm overthinking it or, you know, like uh, I should start now and get perfect later. Why am I thinking like it's more about the content, not about the envelope. However, we all know that massive companies like um, Pepsi Cola, Coca-Cola, or you know, McDonald's, they spend lots of money on finding out what color makes people hungry so red for example you know like yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. so there's there is a lot in the color of something you know there's there's people spend millions of pounds on you know on studying marketing and uh, what i found out is that i'm not want to overthink it because obviously the letter is the more important not the envelope however envelope is it plays a huge role because if people don't open your envelope the letter can be amazing as it can be it's going to go in a bin so the mm. envelope have to be opened and it's such a silly question like that even like what color of envelopes it got people talking and people genuinely were um, advising like for example some people yeah. some people's opinion and engaging color, the what sorry 
and engaging as well with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but but honestly, I had a couple of people send me a message privately saying, Olenka, just don't overthink it. It's just a color. And I'm thinking, well, I am not overthinking it. I already ordered my colors anyway because I ordered my envelopes. But I just thought, let's just have a little chat what people found from their own experience, you know. <laughs> and I received some amazing feedback, things which I didn't even think about. Like, some, for example, Sam Spencer uh, told uh, gave me an advice saying, uh, sometimes it depends on the... Um, uh, which season of the year, which is mm. I found interesting. Also in the summer, maybe for something happier like yellow or orange, and and in the winter maybe blue. Like it's quite interesting point as well, isn't it? Yeah. And I wouldn't think of it. So even no. what I'm trying to say for the beginners out there is that even if you think you have a silly question, there is no silly question. Just ask, because yes. people were thinking a similar thing once. Be like in you, I guarantee you, many of the silly questions we have, someone had those questions in the, even in their head or publicly yeah. as well. And, and I think join join as many groups as you can and engage. So um, we we do we run Cove Property Meet, but we, at the moment we're doing webinars. So we it, uh, we've got a webinar on the twenty eighth. We've got um, a couple of really good speakers. Um, we've got Tej Talks, and we've got a GB athlete who's now a developer. Uh, he does commercial conversions, and the the we're having breakout rooms in the in the which we've never done before but it's like where it goes into clusters of like four or five people that you don't know might well not might not know and it engages people to chat for half an hour Amazing. so you're like so it's almost like meeting people in a room but yeah. obviously on video camera yeah um, and it, you know so if you if you're new and you want to let you want to meet people join that and just have a chat with some people it, it's just totally random it creates groups randomly and uh, just engages a bit of chat so you get to know people and you get to build relationships um, that way as well as well as getting advice um, so yeah so that's on 28th and so if you follow um, Cove Properties and Cove Property Meet it yeah. has all the information on there cool I'm going to add that to the post today as well Cove Property yeah I'll get the full information from you and I'll add it to the post and then I'm not sure if the podcast will be out before that. Hold on, it's 25th. Not sure if I manage because we are doing house swap tomorrow, but I will pop that right. in the in the post I do today. So yeah, nice one. Those who wants to join, and I will try my best to join as well. Uh, it's just that I last time I looked, I was not available on that day because of everything was going on at the moment with a house swap, extra job, and you know with my work and etc. But I will try my best to be there because I would love to be there. Oh, thank um, you. So yeah, 100%. Awesome. So, so that's amazing, guys. You're doing fantastically well. And as I said, that it's really, really, really inspiring to watch your journey. I love watching your journey. You and Jess, awesome. you're doing great. Uh, your content. Um, and I can, from what I like watch, when I'm watching your video is that you genuinely do seem genuine genuine and someone who cares and if i not if hold on when i have a lot of money and when yeah. i'm a real investor as a real big investor you yeah. are one of those people who i'll be like yeah i'm built you're building the trust do you see what i mean then i will be like right you know i would give you the money there you go and turn it into more do you know what i mean okay. it's like <laughs> so yeah it works like i have a, yeah you get a great oh, feeling from you guys Oh, that's amazing. So I think, um, I think we covered pretty much um, everything. Like, and uh, this was really inspirational. Uh, lots of value added today. I bet that the, the beginners out there, and even, the, even not beginners, but the ones who are starting or thinking about doing the packaging from a different uh, strategy they have at the moment, I'm sure they will find this really useful. So Daniel, thank you so, so much for coming on the show today. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I'm wishing you all the best for all your projects and everything. And I'm looking forward to seeing more of your journey. And uh, yeah, you're doing great, guys. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Hope you found it useful and see you all very soon.